Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Leftover Dough. And we are now up to 122 plays. Thank you very, very much for uh, continuing to support our little podcast where we uh, bake bread and talk about the... Uh, wait, 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 wait. We are the bread boys. Please, please. We are the bread... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Vin- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vincent uh, on Twitter actually uh, decided to more or less uh, call us the bread boys. And that name has now stuck. So, <laughs> that's who we are. And uh, unfortunately, whether I like it or not, that's... Uh, Heck yeah. Because we are brown, we are fresh, and we are here to stay <laughs> well past our expiry date. <laughs> All right, so a lot has happened uh, in the uh, gaming and pop culture world, uh, mainly that we have some announcements that happened yesterday, uh, which uh, <laughs> requires a bit of unpacking, as it were. Uh, but we will get into that in just a moment. For now, uh, Nintendo has politely informed everybody that Breath of the Wild 2, yet again, is delayed, which means... Uh, Elden Ring is winning Game of the Year this yep. year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, from software, we're like, oh, shoot, thank, thank God. Thank you goodness. Know, thank yeah, goodness. There's, there's no competition anymore. Yeah. But, um, but God of War Ragnarok. Mm. That yeah, is the only yeah let's not let's that's, not forget. That's let's probably going to be the one to dethrone Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Let's not forget that, that uh, God of War is still around the corner. It was supposed to launch in May. Uh, last I remember, but we've heard nothing about that. Uh, we've seen two trailers, and that's pretty much the gist of it. And I think Sony will announce it, will launch it when they have to launch it, because uh, they are obviously looking to have its own spot where people can only play that and really don't have to care, care about playing anything else. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games that got delayed. Uh, Squ- uh, Suicide Squad, I think, got delayed as well a while back. Yeah. Um, so... The tail end of the year is looking a bit uh, lighter and lighter as we as we yeah, move forward. It looks it looks a lot weaker. So yeah, I'm hoping that God of War Ragnarok comes around that time. Yeah, but yeah. let me tell you that I believe that game will not be as good as uh, the 2018 one. Really, what makes you say that? I I don't know. It just there's there's no good vibes from that game. You know. But wait, you reviewed Horizon, didn't you? Get good vibes from the sequel. True, true, and I, I don't know if they will match Horizon's uh, scale and you know the ambition, because I I don't know they need to show more of the game, and I I guess then we can kind of form an idea of how the game looks. But the first two trailers I was not very much that impressed by because because at least uh, visually it didn't look like a leap that Horizon did. So I'm like, are they, you know, like, don't they have enough resources or what are they doing? It's been four years now. So let's see. Let's. See. I, I mean, I, I'm waiting for Sony to release more stuff for, for the game to get me excited, but I'm very cautious about that game right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, what we've gotten so far have just been teasers. I don't think they've really shown like what the game is yeah. like properly. Mm. Um, it could be anything at this point, and we eat it up because it's got four. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they they have the fo- formula down right, so it's not going to be bad. But let's see if it matches the 2018 yeah. one, which is now classic. It's it's legendary at this point. Yeah, like it's been <laughs> it's been selling consoles by itself too. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more on the uh, PlayStation <laughs> front. Uh, well, we have PlayStation Pass, or should I say? 
<laughs> PlayStation Plus has been uh, updated uh, in June. We're going to have different tiers of it. So much so that when they announced it, uh, they basically had to have multiple articles explaining what the different tiers mean, which Typical just song. goes God, goes out just so goes to show that Sony cannot generally do these things without massive explanation. Yeah. So. What do we have? We have PlayStation Plus Essential, which is uh, essentially uh, regular PS Plus. The uh, pricing for that is $9.99 monthly, $24.99 quarterly, and $59.99 yearly. So yeah, Same price uh, as PlayStation Plus. As yeah. Really no difference now. here. There's not much to talk about Essential. Uh, that's just your base package. Now, here's where it gets interesting. PlayStation Plus Extra, uh, along with the benefits of the Essential tire, uh, you get a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4, PS5 games. Um, and these are, you, you can expect them to be your first party games like your Uncharted, God of Wars, um, all of the old legacy titles that were then PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. And it's $14.99 monthly, $39.99 quarterly, and $100 almost uh, a year. And then again, uh, we have the final tier. <laughs> which gets even more interesting and convoluted. Aside from having all of the uh, stuff from the essential and extra tiers, uh, you get 340 additional games, including PlayStation 3 games, which are available through cloud streaming, a catalog of beloved classic games. So you can think Crash Bandicoot 1 for PlayStation 1. So you get Pepsi all of these Man. games. Yep. Pepsi Man. Pepsi Man, I'm sure, should be there. It, should, it, it uh, better be there. Yes, yes, what really caught my attention. So it's from PlayStation 2, not just on the PlayStation, it's from PlayStation 2, PlayStation, uh, the PSP, and the PS Vita as well is included in this list, and PC on top of it. Uh, I think you meant PSP, not PSP. PSP, Vita. because Sony yeah. just hates Vita. They're not yeah, Oh, yeah, my, not my, my mistake, Vita. my mistake. I, I thought I read Vita, my mistake. That's uh, PS, PlayStation, yeah, PlayStation Portable, and uh, PC as well. So whatever PC titles are there on Steam, I believe you can redeem that through... Uh, PlayStation's uh, no PlayStation I, Plus Premium. No, no, PC is written on the list. I, I, I can see it right here. No, it says you can stream games on the PC. Not that your oh, so you don't get be there. you don't get access. Uh, yeah, to it's like PlayStation the PC now, library. right? It's available yeah, exactly. on PC, and you can stream gotcha. them. So it's kind of like that. There's and no that, way Sony will give you PC as well. That's what I was wondering. Okay, fair honest. enough. I, I stand corrected. Um, this is seventeen ninety nine monthly. Oof, forty nine point ninety nine quarterly, and one hundred twenty dollars almost a year. Uh, for those of you who are interested in getting PlayStation Plus Premium, it'll be rebranded for our market called PlayStation Plus Deluxe, Deluxe. because we don't have cloud streaming because, you know, uh, Middle East <laughs> <laughs> rules, yeah. laws. I mean, we didn't have games b- b- before L- the lack of trust in the Lack of yeah, trust in the region. Yeah, what are video games even? Yeah, I mean. Um, people used to hack their PlayStation 2s in this region, so. We're being punished with no cloud streaming. Yeah, dude. When, I was, when I was in Saudi as a kid, we used to have uh, bootleg GTAs with uh, with like Albaik restaurants that you can go to and beat up people at. It was pretty Wait, pretty wait, stubborn. no shit? Really? Yeah, there were, there were modded GTA like games for the PS2. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Uh, even, even, yeah, even arcade machines in Karama had that. Yeah, as they well. put in like random vehicles, they put in like locations from Saudi, things like that. Wow, that is pretty awesome. Intense. So, um,. Yeah, so basically, if you're looking to get PlayStation Plus Premium over here, it'll be slightly priced lower than most markets, and it'll be called PlayStation Plus Deluxe. 
Now, here's let me let me give you my take on this. I'm glad that Sony is actually doing something. Uh, but the equivalent of when people say like, "Is this a Game Pass killer?" Listen, Sony bought a knife to a gunfight. Mm-hmm. That is my stance on this. Uh, the one thing that I personally stand on when it comes to this sort of subscription package is, uh, I essentially, I'm going to use essential the word a lot because I think we are in the sign of the times. <laughs> There's no day one buy for me. There's no day one title launch in there. Uh, a lot of people would tell me, yeah, but that's because PlayStation doesn't want to be seen as that studio that builds their most exclusive titles on day one launch thing. Yeah, but that's what makes Game Pass special. The fact is that I don't have to worry about saving $60 for every brand new game that comes out. I can just try them out immediately and see if mm. I like them and keep continuing to play them regularly. And if I want to pay them in my library, I get them at a discount as well. So Microsoft yeah. are still making their money somehow. I mean, yeah, sure, you can make the argument that they're getting a, they're incurring a loss on these, but I believe at this point they're going to break even because Game Pass, people have said nothing but good things about Game Pass. I don't know about the dev side of things, but as far as consumers go, people were like, yeah, once they go in on Game Pass, they essentially did not even care for anything else in terms of a gaming subscription. You know, I don't blame PlayStation for not doing day one launches for their first party games because they cannot afford to do it. Microsoft can eat that cost and still be Correct. not touch, you know? And, Absolutely. And, and that's what Jim Ryan said in the interview with the games biz industry or whatever it is, that we cannot do day one releases and still, you know, have enough investment to make more games. So they, they need to sell their first party games, which sells 10 million, 20 million copies so, so they can keep on making money. And that's their that's their. Uh, model of how they o- o- operate their first party studios. Microsoft has so much money that they can eat the cost, take the loss and still provide that service. So, oh, so, I, yeah. so I, I don't blame PlayStation for that. Uh, PlayStation Plus or a premium, whatever it is, it's, it's not a Game Pass c- c- competitor for me. It's more in the line of Nintendo Switch Online. But with yeah. more games and more and and a whole lot pricier. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's like the uh, PlayStation Plus Extra is great for those who never had a PS4. So now they can play some of the older games for much cheaper. And PlayStation Premium, uh, for me personally, I wouldn't get it because I I don't want to play old games which don't run well uh when 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 xbox brings old games they do the fps boost and they and they improve the resolution i doubt playstation will do that so you so on playstation you play these old games which run slowly which play weirdly and it will be running on 20 fps 30 fps and that's not something i want to pay money for so but there's still value i guess for those who want to to Uh, yeah into it Especially for those people in the markets where the cloud streaming is available, because there are a ton of games mm. on the PS3 that still hold up really well. Um, yeah. For example, like one game which I would play if I had the ability to do would be Infamous, which I have like a physical copy of as well, but I don't play because my PS3 is not that great right now. 
<laughs> it's it's like the old like uh, chunky PS3, the, the, yeah. yeah, the 40 GB one. Uh, when they used to make 40 GB consoles. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I mean, I don't think the price point is really worth it if like you don't have streaming available. I don't know how much cheaper PlayStation Plus Deluxe would be for selected markets. Um, but yeah, I I I think. This is definitely geared more in the sense of Nintendo Switch Online, where they want to bring in more people into their IPs, into their uh, their previous games, to kind of sell them on future games or future mm-hmm. IPs. So in that sense, I think it's it's a service. Don't know if it's good yet. 700 games is a lot. I don't think anyone in their right mind would be able to play any a, a lot of those games really. Yeah. I don't know. And- and really, uh, PlayStation Plus, the new the new thing, uh, the only co- co- competition Game Pass has from it is third-party games. Now, uh, PlayStation Now launched uh, Shadow Warrior 3 recently on day one. And I feel like this is uh, like a pre, uh, pre-empt from Sony to bring on third-party games on day one. So now there will be a little bit of war between Sony and and. Ma- Microsoft in bringing third-party games on day one launches. So that's where the big battle will be. And uh, let's see, I mean, Sony has great relationships with a lot of developers and they can get something that that Xbox might not be able to. Yeah, and one more thing is that Xbox, um, again, their whole objective is to get more people onto their Mm. platform as a whole. Like they want people running in their ecosystem. Whereas uh, Sony, like, they just want to sell the games. And to sell yeah. the games, people will buy the consoles no matter what. It's not like they have anything else like they're pushing. Like, they don't have like a PC app. Um, they don't have like any other system that they're trying to sell. It's just the PS4 and PS5. So in that sense, like, their subscription service is very heavily geared towards getting more people, more games to play. Which yeah. again, like, people are still complaining the PS5 doesn't have enough games. <laughs> I don't understand. There's so many games, and now like yeah, there's so many exclusives as well. Yeah, like the second you buy the PS5, you already have so many PS4 games to play, which come free basically. Yeah. Um, when you get the PS Plus, so they're basically expanding on that, which is uh, just good. Yep. Speaking of things that are uh, sold out, uh, the Nvidia RTX 3090 Ti has been uh, launched, <clears throat> and presumably uh, the monster GPU. Uh, if you actually do refresh it, I, I, you think I may be joking, but it's actually sold out already. So uh, the 3090 Ti got la- uh, launched yesterday, and um, presumably NVIDIA have already sold the f- five units that they've made <laughs> on sale available for everybody to buy this thing. Uh, what do we get with it? Well, uh, gaming-wise, you get extra 256 CUDA cores, higher clock speed, 21 gigabytes per second GDDR6 memory, so technically 14% gaming perform gaming <laughs> gaming performance. Uh, but here's the problem: uh, it's 14% faster than the founder's RTX 3090, which is uh, $500 less. So, if uh, you want to get six frames extra in uh, <laughs> 8K gaming, 
then uh, this GPU is for you. I doubt it'll do All six right. frames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one or two, two frames. I, I would, hours. I wouldn't be surprised if because of Nvidia's weird like launch drivers, <laughs> it'll actually reduce the FPS somehow. <laughs> yeah, most likely. <laughs> Here's the clincher. I'm no technical person. I mean, like, we review GPUs yeah, you're all a the time. Back when we about? used to get them. <laughs> Back when we used to get <laughs> GPUs, we used to review them. Uh, the biggest issue I have with this card is it is 492 watts power required. Wow. On, Dude, on a max, like on max thirds, load. That's like two-thirds of my You are essentially PSU. buying... A Land Cruiser, not even a Land Cruiser, you're buying a Nissan Armada <laughs> for a GPU card. A Land Cruiser would be more fuel efficient, but yeah, I, I digress. And uh, if you have $2,000 that you have dis- disposable and feeling a bit insane, <laughs> you can get one of these cards. You cannot get one of these cards because it's not going to be I'm available. sorry, my bad. My bad. Uh, I, I, I need to, That's I need to clarify. That's right there. Uh, if you have $2,000 and you are a bit insane, uh, you cannot get this card because it's already been gone. And, no, but um, if you have $4,000, maybe you can get it on black. If you get, yeah, there you go. If you have $4,000 and uh, maybe if you want to like show off in front of your friends that you can run, uh, <laughs> if you if you, you can run uh, Metro Exodus at six frames more than everybody else, then yes, I think this is the card for you. Do and that's that's the news we have on Nvidia's RTX thing, yeah. which is r- ridiculous in itself because like uh, we know that the four thousand series is coming and it's going to be a very different technology altogether. Where why yeah. they chose to launch it this very late? Strange. Maybe maybe because of the silicon shortage. Maybe because they're like you know what we need to get rid of all of the Ampere GPUs mm-hmm. ASAP. We don't know Nvidia. Truly, when is, truly. When is the yeah. fourth generation of NVIDIA coming out? Is that it's the fourth come, generation? It's in October. Literally in a October. couple of months. Yeah, like the end of the year. Even sooner. The end of the year, basically. Yeah. End of the year is when they announce the next generation. Wow. So then, what, then how does this make sense? Exactly. So uh, wha- there you go. And we have the 40 series coming up next. So uh, exactly. like People can't even get their hands on 30 series cards, but we're already using 40 now. That's that's where we've hit in terms of actual uh, <laughs> expectations yeah. as well for our region. Yep. Speaking of good expectations for our region, Disney Plus is now hey. <laughs> available in hey. our region coming on June 8th. Uh, it is coming to the Middle East for only 30 dirhams a month, so cancel your Netflix subscriptions if you have them. <laughs> Or uh, better yet, that we will t- we, you can cancel the uh, other subscription that we used to get locally, which I will not refrain on this podcast. Oh, uh, are, are, they, are they sponsoring us? No, not sponsoring I'm okay us. with mentioning it. <laughs> it starts with O and ends with a plus sign. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's been a very interesting year with Disney launching this on its own, and I I am all for it, man. I mean, like, this is the one service I'm all for. Uh, uh, honestly, to... yeah, same here, because as someone who grew up watching Disney and all, everything Disney, I'm yeah. always in the mood to just casually re-watch some of the old Disney stuff. Always. If I can get to watch The Emperor's New Groove in HD, in 4K quality, Ooh, whenever I yes. want, you know, I mean, like, I'm, I'm totally down for that, like... And not just that, they have a huge back back catalog of yeah, like, bro, I'm, I'm I'm up for a rewatch of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody anytime. <laughs> <laughs> that that is my friends. 
Like that is what I grew up with. And uh, and they also yeah. have some cool Nat Geo stuff, which I really like. Very you know? cool yeah, Nat Geo exactly. stuff. Nature that is true. Adventure based. Very it good. has been years since I watched Nat Geo because I don't have a TV any like I, like a TV <laughs> subscription. As such, yeah. like cable. Yeah. So, uh, is definitely there. T- t- thank you for your TV, Harun. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't use it, so. <laughs> so. So, which brings us to the question now. So, Amazon Prime is like 140 dirhams annually. Uh, you cannot pay it mom- monthly? You can. You 16 can, you dirhams can, yeah. a month. 16 dirhams a month. But then again, Amazon Prime, for me, becomes very useful because for shopping and Twitch mm. and also Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure that they will in in some time increase the price to maybe 20 dirhams, which is four dirhams more than average, which is still okay for Omni. Yeah, But I mean it's great value to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. One of the so best values out there. Yeah, uh, in term, especially in terms if you're pure, ordering. In terms so. of pure value, in, in terms of a value offering, in my opinion, um, like I personally believe in putting money behind Disney Plus and Amazon Prime because mm-hmm. of the utility it has. Netflix, I'm a little doubtful because. The shows that I really do like at some point, they get canceled midway. Yeah. Glow got canceled <laughs> midway. Netflix wow. are now basically sticking things to the wall, trying to get like people to like stuff, and then if it doesn't like, they cancel. They just want to stop paying for friends. That's it. Yeah, and they they're now going to friends. start. They're going to start charging people who share passwords. So I don't know what the deal is with yeah, that. Yeah, if that's happening, I'm just straight uh, up canceling Netflix. I yeah, like if, if suddenly they go like, oh, we've charged you three dollars extra because someone from your account basically accessed your login. Uh, Dude, that is like, just setting a dangerous precedent for yeah, the thing. Yeah, family is global now. Like the whole world is global. Exactly. So yeah, I'm not gonna have my family with. And me let's not time. forget, we need to address this as well. Like, what if a family shares an account and the family splits up? What if a couple splits up? What happens to the Netflix account? Like, what are they coping? Yeah. What? Like, there's so many uh, uh, that's, uh, that's unknowns why, here. Yeah, that's why a lot of uh, pre uh, pre managed agreements like prenups, right? They have uh, Netflix Correct. login details in it now, yeah. <laughs> so you know where the Netflix goes afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so uh, in a sense, I feel like Disney Plus are now slowly eating up that market. But the problem here is like we wanted to go into streaming services so that we could watch our favorite TV shows and not pay for the high cost of cable. We've already got there. Mm. But like what we have now, we have Peacock, we have. Uh, Viacom, we have Paramount Plus, we have um, HBO Max, HBO Max, Stars awesome. Play, Stars Play, uh, HBO Max is uh, not available in our region, but it's available through Ozone Plus, obviously. Um, that, that that's the one reason to keep Ozone's uh, subscription service if you want. <laughs> um, to be fair, again, HBO have like one of, like they have some some good shows on their roster as well. Every but now and then, yeah. Uh, the point I'm trying to make here is like we need to have multiple subscription services to enjoy the content video, which is why people go start pirating stuff anyway. Which is yeah. actually, to be honest, kind of why uh, I'm gonna say their name OSN has been good up, up until now because they've actually kind of like Correct. merged different streaming services together and offered yeah. their shows um, for us yeah. locally. Exactly. Like But how for people, Hotstar yeah. does for yeah for that for region, India. yeah for India, yeah. That that makes sense. So it's been good. Like, Like the you you pay for like a a package and then you basically get everything if it's in that package, yeah. which makes and sense. And best part is like for OSN Plus, you didn't even need uh, a cable subscription because it was like a separate subscription by itself as well. Yeah. Like because uh, I wanted to watch Succession, but that's an HBO show, so it's <coughs> not available here. So I just I just bought OSN Plus for like a month and I was yeah. able to watch it. It was pretty good. Yeah. 
so yeah that's pretty much the roundup on the subscription side of things uh, disney plus is coming in speaking of subscription services paramount plus has a uh, halo which we're reviewing and uh i have to uh make a confession and an apology following this uh the showrunners boldly said that we're not relying on the video games and for me that immediately incurred game of thrones flashbacks when the showrunner said that they're making up their <laughs> own material turns out they are not like game of thrones where they made material on the fly they actually respected the ip i saw the first episode i think i believe mufaddal watched yeah, it as well I saw it. and safe to say you know what i dig it um i i think that halo the tv show uh really addresses the video game world with some very real world implications on the war and military and the very good phrase are we the baddies <laughs> and uh, they've they've done this really really well and uh, honestly we're not going to talk spoilers because i know like Har- haroon's not even watched it so i uh, have yeah, not yet uh, yeah so we're not going to get too much into it but uh, one of the main things that halo really focused on which i liked is that they've humanized master chief yes i okay here's my take i i like the halo thing but humanizing master chief is fine uh but it's too soon like right in the first uh, uh, episode they 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 just go for it and i feel like it needed a little bit of build up because we know master chief from the games but those who don't know who he is uh the show just launches into humanizing him without showing us that like who is why he is like that and why is he so like serious all the time and why is he so tough and it needed that kind of build up because right now it just feels like like a, a, another ma- ma- handalorian but like slightly worse <laughs> because but, now he has a kid yeah. to to take care of and he is this masked soldier who's really badass yeah. so that that's my main issue with 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 the with the first a episode that the storyline feels very bland it feels very ge- generic generic Not, yeah and find that they are they're going on a tangent uh, from the games because the games didn't have much of a story anyways yeah. so they'll have to build their own stuff but it needs a little bit of build up it needs a little bit of you know meat in there for us to really feel for master chief because right now this master chief this new master chief i don't feel much for him because i just don't know him but hopefully yeah, the next, he, next episode but it's, pa- it's pablo pablo schreiber schreiber i, I hope i'm saying his name correctly yeah pablo schreiber well, he's a good actor um i I've, good actor but i feel yeah. he's too soft for master chief <laughs> but then again we don't even know what master chief in the games looks like so uh, we only had one evidence we of ha- his, yeah, his but, ai is like is like in one ep- one one literal we don't know what master chief really truly looks like right that, that's fine but the voice behind master chief in the games that yeah, was amazing the, the, the voice new, is iconic the actor doesn't hit that mark you know so he's too soft and when 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 everyone around him goes like oh master chief is this badass character you cannot defeat him and then you see him as like eh he's, <laughs> he's kind of soft o- he's only human Yeah, yeah, he's only human. This guy is kind of has that cute, handsome kind of looks. I'm like, this is not. I don't. This is not the Master Chief that that I imagined the games to 
to be, you know. But but again, if you if you think about it in in terms of story direction, they did not exactly like wall themselves to this Halo IP garden, you know. They actually yeah, left it open good. to interpretation. Yeah. And I truly appreciate about that. Yeah. Right? A- and one thing about the show, the the VFX, oh my god, they are so rough. Uh, it is a TV show at the end of the day. I think people forget, like, even though it's a Paramount thing, Paramount still technically has yeah, they have budgets less to respect. Of a budget, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, Steven Spielberg is behind it, right? And regardless yeah. of the money that they have to spend on it, they yeah. could have polished it up a little bit because it looks so rough. And both the Spartans and the, uh, what do you call it, the Covenant, yeah. they feel like they don't have any weight so they jump around like they're just like spider-man you know this is doing 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 like <laughs> put some weight they, these are heavy people and they're wearing heavy armor let's just yeah. put some weight into that and 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 one more thing hollywood please stop doing first person shooting uh thing you know? perspective oh my god please just stop it looks so yeah. tacky it looks so we corny. saw this in doom oh. we saw this in other video game based shooters yeah oh my god please like, don't do i this. know i know you want to uh, pay homage to the video game and all that stuff but god it looks so bad first person works when you're in control exactly it doesn't work when it becomes a dizzying affair when you're seeing it from yeah, someone else's yeah, angle yeah. yeah and it's all cgi it's not like they actually placed the camera like on their on their face and like oh okay go and do it it's cgi it looks bad and then you don't have the money to spend on good cgi so it looks even bad so just stop doing it <laughs> but the set designs look nice set designs yeah, yeah. The, set set designs design look, the bases were pretty like on point and like they were very much like if you remember a game called Halo. well i'm sure people remember this but they haven't really played it the strategy game uh, halo wars yeah I uh, it reminded me of the designs reminded me of that kind of base building that they've had and uh, I, I i actually appreciated some mm. of that yeah it's it's good i mean uh, it's not like horrible and set designs the the spartan ar- ar- armor looks great yeah you know it's it's not it they, they have it's worked not on it's it. not all that bad that's how yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. it's uh, give it some time and i'm sure that uh, you'll grow to love this show yeah it'll grow on you and uh, it it just remains to be seen like where it fits in with halo fans in general yep and coming to uh base building <laughs> fortnite <laughs> Wait, <what>? has <laughs> no more <laughs> that was a very no, good one okay. no more base building <laughs> 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 Fortnite zero building mode if you all remember uh is uh more that Fortnite included to obviously see how people would feel about coming back to the game because clearly Fortnite need to do something to uh refine the genre and that they yeah, started. Yeah, definitely because uh, Apex Legend was starting to take over. Yeah, and uh Apex Legends is a very uh, it was one of the like I don't play Battle Royale a lot, but Apex Legends lets you even if you're terrible at Battle Royale, you still have a good chance because of the mobility in that game. Mm. And uh the fact is that even if you're not uh someone who's a good shot, you can technically zip around the map and go behind your opponent's back and do stuff like that. In Fortnite, if you try that, a child could build an Airbnb around you and uh, <laughs> headshot you through the corner of that building being built and then say wonderful things about uh, getting good. And uh, the 
context of Fortnite became a joke. It became a punchline. And I'm glad that Epic realized that, oh, shoot, we are losing people to other battle royales because all the other mobile versions of the game are now coming up very quickly. Yeah. So I can see where their head's at in this case. And I am I, I played very little of it. Uh, I'm not into Fortnite really and truly. But the fact remains that... Um, their investments in getting celebrities to do concerts in the game have really paid off because a lot of people now, especially people in our community who are streamers, uh, are now playing Fortnite on the regular mm. and they're having fun. They're actually enjoying it. These are the same people who play Warzone, uh, Apex, PUBG, um, insert generic Battle Royale game here, and <laughs> other, <laughs> other shooters. And... You know what? I'm okay with this. Like, I, I like the idea of <laughs> people. <laughs> if, uh, I'm, I'm going to sound like a very bad person for saying this. I saw I saw one of our favorite streamers take off someone from a very far distance. He had a sniper rifle, and that other person who was being shot at was clearly a child. Okay. But their muscle memory instinctively <laughs> tried to make themselves build a wall to defend themselves but they couldn't and oh. the person died really quickly oh, after that and the guy was on stream saying ha no more brick walls for you <laughs> you know and uh, yeah and I, it just goes to show that you know you can actually make games fun again like without the annoying mechanics and while base building I think base building should be there but in its own contained mode mm. And like the way, the same way other games do it, where they like put legacy modes for people to still enjoy. Yeah, the like this for. no build mode is actually more of a boomer mode, if uh, if I'm being honest. <laughs> like this finally, this finally brings uh, boomers and uh, early millennials into the playing field when it comes to Fortnite, and I am here for it, although I don't play Fortnite. You know, I, I mean, Fortnite's b building thing is their whole catch, you know, because. If you take out the, if you take that out, then it's just one more battle royale game. So it with the building stuff, it brings a new level of skill that you need to achieve, and that's fine. My nephews play it; they got used to it, and now now they can build like huge, huge as big. But do they enjoy the they, new they enjoy it. build? They, uh, the the zero build. Uh, they don't have a problem yet because it's part of the story and will go away after a while but i don't see them playing zero build and now that zero build is here i see myself trying out fortnite because now now i now i don't need to learn the uh, the healing and stuff but the only problem is what makes fortnite better than apex or cod now because to be honest fortnite's gameplay is not the tightest it feels very unnatural the aiming feels a little off and when you c c compare it to games like apex or cod where it just feels natural it's so tight it feels you know great fortnite is just very loose so so for me personally i, I will go and try it out but the gameplay just puts me off a little bit but yeah i'm i'm glad that zero build is here to stay to attract more people and fortnite is just a great game like they have put in so much pop culture stuff into into it that it's become like a hub for all of these you know movies uh, tv shows 
different games you know it's yeah, just uh, it's packed into such a nice little package i, I like that a lot of uh, like the the pop culture meta sometimes shifts in terms of uh, yeah uh fortnite and also the other way around because in fortnite um because of like recent happenings people started using a lot of will smith skins <laughs> <laughs> Really? You could say that the zero build uh, slaps. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like Fortnite has become this. Like, I know what Tim Sweeney is going for go- going for gold. The thing he's going for gold in this um, metaverse that he's creating for all of this pop culture thing within the battle royale thing. So in a sense that it's like this pop culture wonderland where you have a spider-man can wield an ak-47 yeah. and swing around and it's crazy though right and uh, the the game is something of cultural relevance it's, it's brought many people to fame and i've grown to accept that it is what it is yeah, in yeah. terms of like keeping my prejudices aside about fortnite in general and playing with children and that sort of thing but this is the age we live in now this is how in sync and you know what yeah. I'm, I'm okay for it i'm trying to be a bit more open-minded about these things that's the thing and like yeah uh, some people need to realize that games are no longer meant for our generation anymore correct and, and if they if they behave the way they did we wouldn't have the innovation that goes on when we were young gamers at the time yeah we'd still be uh, <laughs> loading up a cd <laughs> putting a serial key, installing the next CD, <laughs> yeah. waiting for the game to come. And then we wouldn't even have like st- and then stuff the like C- this. And then rom freaks out and there's an... Yeah, a- and then you'll have to go to... Uh, you'll have to go to cdkeys.info to find <laughs> out how you can basically get stuff to fix the game. And yeah, and finally, speaking of Wonderlands, Tiny Tina Wonderlands is uh, <laughs> out. And uh, I played quite a bit of it extensively. Uh, we've we've got we got review codes for this game yeah and it is my second favorite borderlands game i just want to put that out there well, very I, I think it will be my second favorite borderlands game as well i haven't played yeah. it but i've watched our good friend wins play it on stream and yeah. uh, it is absolutely amazing like the way that they've incorporated the dnd aesthetic into borderlands just like yeah. everything is everything just fits so well like everything down from like the chests like the way the chests are, are open the ui um, the way that stats are distributed now, it's uh, it's really well made, and having yeah. like some of these really amazing voice actors lend their talent as well in the game. Yeah, it's, it's like quite the experience. Will Arnett, uh, Andy, Andy Sandberg. Sam Bromberg, uh We have like just a few to name, in fact, that they've got the voice talents into. Uh, yeah, let's, let's not forget Ashley Birch, who is Ashley also known for Aloy. Yeah. yeah, she is so versatile and so talented, man. She's phenomenal yep. as Tina. Yeah, and the humor again. Sorry, <laughs> Will Smith absolutely slaps. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, like, the humor is actually really so, good. It's so hilarious, and like some of the weapon designs incorporate D and D weapons into the modern Borderlands aesthetic, and I truly dug it. Like, I have to play this game with Vince as well. There's a lot of there's a lot of things going for it as well as cross platform play. You can play a uh, co-op, four-player co-op on the main story. You can play split story. screen as well. You can play split screen. They brought back split screen. Yes. Thank goodness. What people like, need to bring back split screen. 2K games and Gearbox. Thank you very much yeah. for realizing that people love to play on their like, couch. I'm, and not... I'm playing Borderlands 2 right now with my sister. And we're playing yeah. in split screen. And this wouldn't yeah. have been possible if split screen gaming was not a mm. thing anymore. 
Yeah. Correct. And the reason when people ask, what's your favorite Borderlands game? Borderlands 2 is my favorite game. Like, it is the favorite of my series. They really changed up a lot of the mechanics in into uh, 3 and uh, the other Borderlands game, which I forget is, uh, I think it's like the pre-Borderlands. I keep forgetting what it was called. But uh, the uh, pre-sequel. The pre-sequel. There you go. Borderlands the pre-sequel, which had some things going for it, but in terms of story, it didn't really hold up for me. But Vince would, if he hears this podcast, he'd probably uh, accuse me of blasphemy for not mentioning this other title, Tales from the Borderlands, which was also a really Oh, good yeah, game. that was great. Tales from the Borderlands. I'm not a Telltale guy, uh, so I can't really tell for sure uh, what I th- what's my take on it. But I, in terms of story, it was one of the strongest stories. That, that is my favorite bo- yeah. Borderlands game. Do I a lot of people actually hold that in higher esteem than yes. the actual first-person shooter yes. game. So, uh, But the no, story... You get around to playing the, that, then. Yeah, the... the the story in in the Telltale game is way more better, and it does ex- actually it's a continuation of the game. Technically mm. speaking, it actually gives you a whole backstory on why the world is the way it is. But and coming back to Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, uh, very interesting game. Totally loved it. Um, if you guys are into D and D, absolutely buy this game. It is phenomenal. I, I let, truly liked it. Let me give a noob's p- 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 perspective on Tiny Tina. Yeah. So if I've not played any Borderlands game before. I've played one maybe like for a few hours due to shooter is not my kind of game. But I'm trying out Tiny Tina because it looks very interesting. It's it's a lot of fun. And I've played like maybe 5 hours. Lots of fun. You know, if you just like like if you're not into Borderlands and you just want to play a fun game, you can you can play Tiny Tina. It's so much fun just shooting, you know, there's uh, insane amount of loot and for someone like me who gets overwhelmed with the stats i just play on easy mode and then i don't have to worry about stats i just pick up the 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 best gun that shoots the best you know and for me yeah, the, the the story is great it's humorous it's witty and it's just and there's a there's a horse that's made of I don't know, made of rainbows and stuff. Diamonds, but stallion, diamonds, right? yeah. Butt stallion, butt stallion, yeah. Queen, but stallion. First that was first introduced in Borderlands Two, I believe. Borderlands handsome Jack, Two, uh, handsome Jack yeah. named his horse and, Butt Stallion. Yeah. yeah, and just, just it's just a chill experience. Like if you want to play for like an hour or two, just relax, yeah. fun, man. I that game, I'm sold on it. Fantastic. In the age of, uh, <laughs> in the age of intense shooters like Tarkov going (laughs) back to Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is a refreshing change of pace Mm -hmm. and uh, speaking of a change of pace we sadly don't have enough time for uh, today's podcast thank you it's been a fun podcast it's been a fun episode of segways Uh, we will try to keep our segway (laughs) game uh, make make sure that you know we bring keep bringing the hits (laughs) coming in terms of (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm talking about Will Smith way too much. Um, so uh, is everyone. Yeah, well, we do have to incorporate it. It is the biggest pop culture moment of 2022. <laughs> so uh, we will make sure the uh, hits keep on coming. And uh, uh, from all of us here, the Bread Boys particularly, we hope you uh, enjoy your uh, stay here at uh, the... Uh, bread store i'm going to say oh, i Lord. don't even know how many more bread puns i can come up with uh, kevin they're called bakeries the bakeries <laughs> the yeah bread, the bread store bread is a bakery. stores they're called bakeries 
Listen, man, my pun game has been strong <laughs> up until now, and I, I am allowed one minor disservice. So, we hope you enjoyed your stay at the bakery, and uh, stay tuned for what we cook up next in the uh, next month. We have a very interesting month coming up for gaming, and uh, when I say interesting month, it's going to be a quiet month. <laughs> There's not much going to happen in the world of gaming. It is, Just Lego. It is of, of course, uh, Lego, obviously. So. Uh, Stay tuned for further updates. And from all of us, it's been, uh, you can find us on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, at NoxWeiser. Harun can be found on uh, Twitter as well. He's Salt and Chaos. And Mufadil, as always, is Mufaf. Please do give us our Twitter account a follow. It's Leftover Dope Pod. Uh, we do need to be posting way more uh, proactively on social media. <laughs> and we will. And until then, stay safe. Uh, happy gaming and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Carbs for life. Good night everyone. <laughs> <laughs>